Hello, Geekcast Joe here. As we record today, June 13th, no doubt our listeners have heard about this freaking thing. Over the weekend, a gay club in Orlando, Florida, was attacked by a terrorist. Now, we here at this freaking show don't like to get into politics, so I don't want to con- talk about gun control or terrorism or anything that our talking heads, politicians, or weird great uncles have posted about on Facebook. What I'd like to do instead is read a list of the victims' names with solemnity and respect. After each name, there will be a second of silence during which I encourage you to send kind thoughts or prayers for those affected by the attacks, those killed or injured, and those left behind. Edward Sotomayor Jr. Stanley Almodovar III. Luis Luis Omar Ocasio-Capo. Juan Ramon Guerrero. Kimberly Morris. Luis S. Vielma. Eddie Jamaldroy Justice. Amanda Alviar. Enrique L. Rios Jr. Jean Carlos Mendez Perez. Christopher Andrew Linonen. Jonathan Antonio Camoy Vega. Javier Jorge Reyes. Luis Daniel Wilson Leon. Tevin Eugene Crosby. Peter Gonzalez Cruz. Daryl Roman Burt II. Deonca Deidra Drayton. Alejandro Barrios Martinez. Anthony Luis Larion Nodizla. Frankie Jimmy DeJesus Velasquez. Martin Benitez Torres. Mercedes Marisol Flores. Xavier Emmanuel Serrano Rosado. Gilberto Ramon Silva Menendez. Simon Adrian Carrillo Fernandez. Oscar Aracina Montero. Miguel Angel Honorato. Joel Rayon Paniagua. Jason Benjamin Jehoshaphat. Corey James Connell. Juan Riviera Velasquez. Luis Daniel Conde. Shane Evan Tomlinson. Juan Chavez Martinez. Eric Ivan Ortiz Rivera. Gerald Arthur Wright. Leroy Valentin Fernandez. John C. Nives Rodriguez, Rodolfo Ayala Ayala, Brenda Lee Marquez McCool, Ilmari Rodriguez Sullivan, Christopher Andrew Linonen, Angel L. Candelario Padro, Frank Hernandez, Paul Terrell Henry, Antonio Davin Brown, Christopher Joseph Sanfeliz, and Akira Murray. Thank you. Admittedly, thoughts and prayers don't accomplish much without actions to back them. I, personally, encourage each of our listeners to call their congresspeople and ask that your representatives advocate for whatever policies you personally believe in. The best way to change politics is to get involved. 
In the meantime, let your LGBTQ friends and relatives know you care. Donate blood and or follow the links in the show notes to send your support to Orlando. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to another episode of This Freaking Show, the weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. I am your host, Travis D, and alongside me, like always, Awkward Colin and Geekcast Joe. And for the first time, this show is brought to you by Fire Pit Bar and Grill. The uh, new, right? Sorry, I was excited. We got a, I know we got a sponsor, right? Um, I know. It's huge. Just, <laughs> uh, just give you a quick heads up on uh, what Fire Pit Bar and Grill is. It is a uh, kind of like a barbecue restaurant bar um, that opened up uh, in my my hometown. Um, if you ever feel the need to wander through Pierton, Illinois, like I'm sure no one on this, uh, none of our viewers know where that is, except for like, maybe the few select around us. Um Stop in there. They got burgers. They got briskets. They got different sandwiches. They have signature sandwiches. They created their own. They have signature drinks that they created themselves. Uh, I know one of the great things that we love doing, me and Con, especially going doing the, uh, what's it called? The campfire shot? Yes. Oh, the campfire uh, shot. I know. Joey. You had, had one with us. I did. Yeah. It was delicious. Yes, it was. They uh, they won't tell you what's in it, which is okay. Uh, but I will tell you, they set it on fire. Um, first time outside the city, I've actually seen a drink set on fire in an, uh, a local bar. So that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. they tried, they tried to do different things. They tried to change up the menu. Uh, they play local bands, uh, almost on a weekly basis. Um, like the band that we're going to promote tonight, but I'll get to that in a little bit. I still want to talk about fire pit. Um, they have, uh, they have crab leg, uh, I crab legs, uh, once in a while, at least once a month, they do that. They do pork chops once a month. They do ribs once a month. They have so many um, uh, lunch specials and everything, dinner specials, drink specials. It's just a fun time. So if you ever get a chance, you're in the uh, Piatone, Illinois area, stop over Fire Pit Bar and Grill. Have a drink. Have a brisket, if you will. Um, I don't know. That's they also great. try to have live music going. Yeah. Yeah. They, I think. Not, uh, every, not every, all the time. Not all the time. Uh, they try. Like they're trying to like, yeah, uh, like two, like two or three times. Uh, yeah. So far this summer, they tried doing it. Uh, a couple of times they've had like um, fire dancers. So that was pretty cool. And uh, once in a while, they do like during the week, they'll have like a median come in. They'll do like a median um, session. Yeah, they have a psychic yeah. coming up. Yeah, they have a psychic coming up. Uh, uh, I think next week actually. Is uh, it? Yeah, yeah, they they have an entire uh, list of events that they have going on where it comes from like either painting, uh, psychic readings, uh, live bands, uh, all you uh, meals and stuff like that. And you can find all these specials on their Facebook page just by searching facebook.com slash firepitbar. Um, I know the owner. The owner is amazing. She is an incredible person. And her, uh, uh, what's it called? Her, um, what's the word for employees? What's a good word for employees? Yeah. Uh, her staff her staff so friendly so nice uh it is the only bar in town that has outside seating uh so you can enjoy the weather and when it gets a little chilly outside they have a fire pit right there that they can just light up for you it's amazing um 
we actually gotta get like a pre-recorded like like advertising for us so it doesn't sound like i'm just trying to throw a bunch of stuff at once but we'll work on that later oh yeah yeah absolutely um but yeah so uh like i mentioned with fire pit uh they do have um live music once in a while i think they try at least every other week to have somebody this past saturday colin and i were actually uh we're actually at fire pit listening to uh my favorite local band ripley street um Anybody like in the eastern Indiana area, uh, the northwest Indiana area, Chicago area, so, around this area, they they're known. I know they play a lot in uh, Valparaiso, I believe. Uh, they play a lot uh, up north from me in like the home uh, Homewood. I think it's Homewood, Flossmoor areas. Um, we're actually gonna promote their uh, band uh, today too, so we're gonna get to that in a little bit. Uh, real quick, I just want double check with you guys you guys have anything uh new exciting you want to share with anybody or the listeners anything new in general yeah just 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 anything just anything new in your lives or anything in general anything you want to share oh gotcha yeah uh nothing not much not much no cool i'm gonna continue talking then so that's uh, perfect (laughs) (laughs) um just to give you an idea of what the show's going, uh, how the show's going to be. Um, we uh, we are going to continue uh, with our segment of uh, the Week Freak, or the Week Freakly, or as uh, Geek Cash Joe likes to put it, uh, what we're freaking on. And um, we're going to do that, but we're not going to do it at the end of the show. We're actually going to do that in a little bit here because we're going to take the last half of this show and we're going to dedicate that to a guest that's actually going to be here tonight that was unable to make it last week. I'm so, so I'm, excited. I'm really excited for that. And I'm hoping I'm not a liar right now. So, you know, <laughs> back out wood and everything. Uh, but we'll have a guest on tonight. Uh, Super Casey's going to become our Jimmy Kimmel's Matt Damon segment. <laughs> I have no idea what that means, so could you tell me what that uh, is? At the, at the end of every show, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, because somewhere at the beginning of his show, he ran out of time for Matt Damon. Uh, at the end of his show now, he uh, his sign-off is, oh, and we've run out of time for Matt Damon, so he's stuck backstage, and uh, we're out of here. Good night. <laughs> and now we're just it's just going to happen. We're just, every show, we're going to have Super Casey on, and, sh- and we're just not going to, it's not going to work out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, I would I would hope not, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I I know especially like when I talk I keep going on and on and on. I know we gotta we gotta minimize time because I know it makes uh, our editor happy when we stay within our uh, time frame, <laughs> and um, it keeps us uh, you know making better shows in the future because we're not giving giving away everything right now, you know, because we can carry it out right. to the following week. Um. Where, where was I at? Uh, so we're doing so we're doing the Freak Week, um, and here in a little bit, uh, we're going to promote a uh, Coops. Leave me the fuck alone, dog. <laughs> uh, I love we you. are all about Coops at this show. Yeah, Coop, Cooper's the mascot. This freaking mm-hmm. Coops. Uh, <laughs> Cooper's my dog. Uh, for those of you who uh, didn't know. hear about him in a previous uh, show. Um, yeah, so we're going to do uh, the Week Freak, we're going to uh, promote a podcast, we're going to promote a band, we're going to do everything we normally do, but we're going to crunch it into the first 30 minutes so we can leave the last 30 minutes for our guest. Uh, for those of you who never got a chance to listen to last week's show, uh, 
you have no idea who she is, you're going to be very surprised because uh, from the information we found about her, she seems like an amazing person. Uh, she's more than just a cosplayer. Uh, she's, um, what's the word? Um, I don't want, is it humanitarian? Would that be yep. a word? She does good things for good people. Yeah. Uh, she's humanitarian, and um, she's uh, she's made like a, like a career. Uh, I, I don't know. She'll, she'll explain it better because I honestly don't don't know her i'm not her biographer so uh i read <laughs> i read information i found online and you know colin right. colin looked up fucking the wrong <laughs> super casey yeah that's true what i did <laughs> yeah <laughs> make sure you spell casey right k-a-y-c-e okay uh yeah I had to run that over in my head and make sure it wasn't wrong yeah <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, spell it wrong. They start pulling up the wrong bios. Like, so what is this uh, gang? No, not you. Wrong <laughs> case. Nah, I'm kidding. Um, what's there? And uh, yeah, so real quick, we'll just uh, get it. Uh, get into uh, the Geek Weekly or the Freak Weekly. The Freak Week Freak. I I forgot what we called it. Right, the, the Week Freak. <laughs> week Freak. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I went Geek Weekly there, didn't I? Yeah, just a little bit. I just did, right? Well, it's not my fault. I mean, I just, I literally just finished listening to uh, Geekcast Live on my way home from work today. Oh, wow. So, yeah, the one, uh, the one with Kevin on it. Uh, nice. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I liked how, I like how he was introduced in the beginning, like, when Ryan's like, um, was it uh, Nico's uh, travel buddy, you know, Geek, uh, GCR's dad, mm-hmm. uh, Cartoon Joe's uncle, and Rob Bass's boss. He literally <laughs> yeah. is the center of all you host yep and he is a funny funny man yep i love him as a guest he's one of my absolute favorites on that show <laughs> yeah so i just got done and yeah um geek weekly stuck in my head but no we're doing freak weekly because this is the freaking show and um colin why don't, uh, why don't you start us off what uh what is your uh, week freak on my week freak on is e3 uh E3's happening this weekend for you guys that or this week I should say. For you guys that don't know, it's uh Electronics Entertainment Expo. <laughs> it's where all the your big uh studios and console creators uh announce new games, consoles, um uh what's happening and what's coming up. <laughs> uh Currently, uh, the press conferences are going on. Actually, right now is the last press conference for the event. But then the, the next couple days are the actual like convention for it, where you can go in and try all the video games and <laughs> that have been announced. Um, the, it it's, draws huge numbers. It's very something I look forward to every single year just because there's new stuff coming out for a hobby that I absolutely love. So, yeah, I hear uh, there's some cool things. I saw that new Xbox. <laughs> there's actually there's two consoles coming out for uh, Microsoft. Oh, um, seriously. I didn't later know this two. year. Later this year will be the Xbox One S, which is the slimmer version of the Xbox One. They did that, I believe so, with the uh, 
Xbox 360. I I don't remember it, but that's because I have PlayStation. But uh, they did it with PlayStation 3 as well. They actually released four versions or three versions of PlayStation 3. Because yeah, there had, was an insane number of PlayStation 3s. <laughs> yeah, you had the original PlayStation 3 that was like Chrome. It had the Chrome and it was shiny and all that, and it was a beast. Then they created another one. It. What's that? Oh, maybe I'm thinking later on. Yeah. Didn't they like immediately gut it so that it was cheaper so people could actually afford it? Uh, I don't remember that. Um, originally when it was released, it was backwards compatible. Right. And, but they claimed that it was too hard to maintain, and so they got rid of it. But they also had the, I believe it was just the PS3 Slim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is just a smaller version of it. It was all matte black. Um, I actually have that, uh... Uh, version of it and the disc slides in automatically in that then they released another version like the ps3 super slim where it actually had a disc tray that you uh open up and you actually pop the disc in like uh original playstation right right so but uh yeah and xbox like i said they're making a slimmer version coming out later this year and then next year they announced project scorpio which is going to be like <laughs> a third rendition of the xbox one gotcha. and i believe it's going to be geared towards being able to run all your virtual reality stuff so ah. yeah <clears throat> it's fantastic. it's a great event uh i love watching it um and some like the trailers they show just kind of blow you away on some of these games. So but, sweet, yeah. Oh, what about you, Joe? Um, I am a bit of an Apple geek, and uh, so I watched the the WWDC, uh, which is the Worldwide Developers Conference uh, keynote speech uh, today. Which was a two-hour waste of time. <laughs> but uh, the yeah. most interesting thing that came out of it was uh, they finally, 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 finally put an app on your iPad this fall that will teach you how to write their programming code for free. Yeah. Swift Playgrounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So previously, it was all, all, of the, all of the apps that you could use to learn Swift were third-party apps that cost like $9.99 a month subscription fee to be able to use. So you're talking like $120 a year to learn this supposedly super simple programming language, Um, which it actually is really simple. And like having learned like C and C plus and stuff, this is so much easier. But still, like it's nice to be able to actually do this for free and for fun on my iPad. Um, Now... Being at, like the basics and just beginning, and uh, like they even mentioned, they're gearing it towards more towards kids, because mm-hmm. uh, they want to get, because everybody wants to get kids into coding now, right? Um, I have different thoughts on that, but that's personal. <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, so I've, I've, I caught a little bit of that today, too, as well, just the end of it. But. Yeah, it was oh, it was just brutal to watch. You know, like maybe Some if I owned... Some of the stuff announced was just weird, like yeah. with the emoji stuff. Yeah, like why do I need my emoji to be three times bigger? Like I don't even use emoji that much, but whatever. You know, I think what it is is they're trying to really highly appeal to the consumer base in Asia that is expanding much more rapidly than the uh, American base is. So like I get get why they're doing things and I hope, you know, for their livelihood's sakes that the shareholders see that too. But it's just it was a very boring event. Yeah. All things considered. Yeah. So even as a person who just gets really hyped up for these things, like, ah, horrible. <laughs> I know they, what they had, the if you hold down the emoji icon after you text something, like if you uh-huh. type something like I want pizza and you hold down the emoji, it will highlight the word pizza and you can click on that. And it will automatically change your word to an emoji of pizza. Yep. yep. Oh, that was that was really funny. Fourteen-year-old high school girls rejoice. Yeah. You but, still have to type pizza. Yeah. <laughs> but now you don't have to search for the emoji key. Yeah. They definitely uh, showed some. I mean, granted, they definitely did show the stupid stuff like that. But uh, I I found some of the other stuff they do they're doing with mm-hmm. the messaging app pretty cool yeah not that i'll ever use it but right so Um, yeah i'm looking at that and looking at my phone whose battery (laughs) just sucks and like that that new messaging stuff will literally like if i try to do any of it my phone will just shut off (laughs) well i like one of the one feature that caught my eye was like if you send the link it will show the artwork or art for it yeah that's actually pretty cool so or like so, yeah, I guess were... a video link too. It will actually play, you can play the video straight through your messaging app. Right. If I understood that correctly. I think that's the case, or at least a preview of it. Yeah. But yeah, it's actually it's there were a lot of huge improvements to very small, inconsequential, and unimportant things. Yeah. <laughs> so it's actually I mean they're like if I'm actually geeking out about it, it's actually very very cool. Like you're freaking out about it, I guess. Sorry, wrong show. <laughs> it's very. It actually is very cool. But like if you're just the, your regular average consumer, it's not that exciting. And I could see why you would be very bored about it. So yeah, I mean, I a text message is a text message. I mean, like what I saw was a lot of the text messaging stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, gimmicks yeah. to me, just gimmicks. Uh, one thing I did find cool that they previewed was, uh, like, group ordering food, if you saw that. Yeah, that was cool, uh, too. That was actually pretty cool. You, they just uh, – say we, are all, we all have Apple phones, and then – this is for Travis because I know he didn't watch it. <laughs> we all have Apple phones. Then we all want to get food together. So we're, like, say we're in an office. Uh, Joe could start placing an order, like a group order, and just send us the link, and then we could click on that and add our food to our or- food to the order, and it will like show us by our names of I ordered what you ordered what, mm-hmm. and they could just place this order. And I right. it was hilarious because if you saw the 
what he did at the end, he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to make it 5000 for everybody. The total came out to $43,000. Which was ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. Oh, but that's yeah. what a 5000 thing. And also, I love the, uh, some of the things. Cred Frederighi is probably the most interesting uh, presenter that they have. And uh, he did one thing in the, the Messages app that he was showing was like, uh, uh, yeah, so you can just look at – you can just open up your camera and it will show you what it, what you're looking at. And apparently this is what marketing thinks your phone is looking at. Not <laughs> yeah, sure that's a, that was hilarious. <laughs> and then you can look at pictures of your family, which is – this is a, this is very much not – these pictures don't go together. Like this is not one family I don't think. But OK, whatever. <laughs> that was funny. Uh when they started talking about it, like to demo it, mm-hmm. and the lady said, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm talking to my sister right now, and I want to send a smiley face." So yeah. she holds it down and pops up the smiley face. Asks the guy next to her, <laughs> "What smiley face should I use?" And he goes, "Oh, you should use the upside down one." She goes, "No, <laughs> Just, <laughs> I'm gonna pick this one." Oh, all right, Bethany, you do you, <laughs> right? Oh, that uh, cracked me up. Oh, yeah. So it was, I mean, it was, I, I didn't not enjoy it, but at the same time, like, trying to look at it from the average person's point of view, it was horrible. Yeah. So, but it, I mean, it was good. There was, uh, there was lots of stuff that I'm excited about. So, Travis, how about you, man? I have no idea what the fuck we're doing. What are you tell, telling us you're freak? What you're freaking on? Oh, God. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> uh, yeah. Holy shit, you people. I'm sorry. We got uh, caught in asleep? conversation. Yeah. I don't know what I, I can't. I, honestly, I don't even know what the, what the last 10 minutes. We, I don't even know. I don't know. I was, looking, I was just looking at the dog in the hallway. Holy shit. You guys could have gone on forever about that, huh? Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, let me get this done because we are now two minutes past our guest. Um, I started watching on Netflix uh, Breaking the Magician's Code, Magic's big, Biggest Secrets Finally Revealed. Basically, it's a uh, show that Fox came out with like 20 years ago showing how these old uh, magic tricks were uh, done, performed. Um, there's like 18 episodes. Uh, I got into like four of them, which are the four original ones I watched on TV. So now I got like the other like 14 uh, I'm excited to see that. Um, I've always been like a magic fan. I'm a you know a fan of like you know magicians and shit like that. Um, so it's fun to watch this. So I'm excited to take the rest of the week to uh, learn to where uh, to see the rest of them. Just can't do it when Colin's around because Colin doesn't want to know the secrets. Yeah, mm. it's it's ruined. It ruins the fun of the magic. Yeah, but Colin, you understand? I mean, you you do know? I mean, like they're not real to begin with. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, so, I mean, it's fun to see how they're done. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched some of them. And they were interesting. Yeah, right? And they're all like, how did they do it? And then they see it. A lot of it has to do, and spoiler for you people who believe in magic, a lot of it has to do with people who are very limber. And yeah. Very, like, <laughs> I mean, like, and when you watch, like, most of holes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what she said. Um, anyways, <laughs> so that that's uh, that, that's what my uh, week freak's gonna be. Is I'm gonna spend a lot of time uh, catching up on that and getting that done. They're like 45 minute episodes. Uh, that was the the magicians. Is that? 
Yeah, what breaking the magician's code. Magic's biggest secrets finally revealed. Oh, uh, there's a gotcha. magician nice. on it, but he kind of reveals himself after the fourth episode because they probably assumed it was going to be the end of it, but they kept going with it. Uh, it's a magician <laughs> of the name of Val Valentino. And he, he explains that the reason that he uh, revealed him is like he didn't want to ruin magic. He wanted to show people the fun that magic brings so people could, you know, challenge themselves to bring more of a magical uh, show to, like, the audience and getting the audience and younger generations involved into it as well. So it's, it's a good show. Uh, the the uh, host of it, the narrator, whatever, is pretty cool, too. Uh, Colin said he's from X-Files. I know him from Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, he's uh, uh, what's his name in Sons? Uh, I can't remember his name in Sons, but he was the uh, the the uh, white supremacist. He was uh, part of the he was racist. He was uh, like, I don't want to say Aryan Brotherhood, he was a yeah, white oh. supremacist. Gotcha, yeah, he was. I don't uh, remember his name either, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I so, think. Um, yeah, so let's uh, let's go ahead real quick, plug this uh, podcast. And uh, then we will uh, bring on our guest finally. Sounds good. She got hold of me like 10 minutes ago saying, ready when you are. And I was like, yeah, we are. And then 10 minutes of uh, whatever just happened, happened. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, uh, listen to uh, the promo for uh, <clears throat> this podcast. It's uh, Superhero Speaks, a uh, weekly podcast talking about comic books and related media. So, give uh, give this promo a listen. Superhero Speak promo, take one. Get your promo done. So do you read comic books? Do you enjoy comic book movies? Well, then you should be listening to Superhero Speak. What's that, Dave? It is a weekly podcast where we talk about comic book movies, TV shows, cartoons, and all other things comic book related. That sounds great. Who hosts it? Well, I host it. Oh, I'm out. (laughs) We also have Ben. You're one of the hosts. Oh, you lost Uh, Okay. We also have John. I'll do well. Okay, money. if John's there, I might show up every once in a while. Yeah. And occasionally we have Christopher Walken. Yeah, but once in a while, when things are rough on the budget, I might step in and help out. It's a, it's a good thing we have that padding in the budget to have him show up. Every yes, once in a while. he shows up for Oreos and orange juice. So I don't know. <laughs> have you seen his IMDb page? He's he needs the work. Really. The headless horseman was a hell of a role. Hell of a role. <laughs> If you want a podcast that feels like the conversations that you have in your local comic book shop, then you should check us out on SuperheroSpeak.com, iTunes, and Stitcher. Podcasters, I'm going to have to have you redo that entire promo. It wasn't working for me at all. It was the plaid and the uh, stripes, wasn't it? Listen, you had an hour at Mood. I don't know what you did with your time. Uh, Mostly slingshotting bow ties. So, Mr. Gunn, what is your favorite comic book? Personally, I like the adventures of Superman because I, I love that costume. It's so skin tight and it's adequately designed. Have you ever heard of the ambiguously gay duo? I have not. I think you would enjoy them. <laughs> oh, it sounds naughty. <laughs> David, you rascal. Oh, my gosh. Holy yeah, so check out uh, Superhero Speaks. Uh, it's a great podcast. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I get enjoyment out of it. Definitely a weekly uh, listen for me. Um, so uh, we finally uh, got um, our guest on. 
So I'm excited for that. Uh, yeah. I'm assuming that Joe We're and Connor excited are excited too. There we I'm go. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I would like to introduce you to Super Casey. Hi, everybody. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> We're excited to have you. Yay! I'm we so excited. We tried to have you last week, but <laughs> issues know, came up. <laughs> it was just like a teaser. So now, now it's here. Now we're doing this thing. It's exciting. Yeah. Hey, that's up. Yeah. So, um, you just, uh, why don't you uh, tell everyone uh, kind of a little about uh, who you are? Okay, cool. So I um, am an Indianapolis-based cosplayer. I've been cosplaying since 2009. Um, I primarily started out as like a superhero comic book cosplayer, and then I've dabbled now more into gender bending and um, anime cosplays. Um, I do about 23 shows a year as a guest, and I currently have 55 costumes under my belt. So. Oh, wow. Wow. Yep. So I kind of got into it right before the spike of costuming hit and have just enjoyed it ever since. Yeah. That's fantastic. It's got to be slightly easier now. Uh, well, I mean, I, I like to challenge myself, so I do like to try to, um, you know, pick things up. But yeah, I mean, like sewing a bodysuit, I can do that probably in about 30 minutes when it used to take me like three weeks to get it correct and like go through and hem everything. And now I can do that in like 30 minutes. But we have so many new products nowadays when I, before when I first started, like, um, you know, EVA foam has become a big thing and uh, Warblow, which is a thermoplastic, has become super big. So there's always new products to try. Yeah. I mean, gotta have it in some of those elaborate costumes oh yeah (laughs) but uh yeah uh, you were six scarecrow Mm -hmm. yeah i just i just debuted female scarecrow from i did more of a twist on the arkham knight games so i did a little bit creepier version i had the fear injector um instead of going comic booky where when he's in the comic books he looks primarily like a like a true scarecrow that you just put up in a cornfield yeah yeah right right i i like the arkham version he looked cool in that game (laughs) i agree he looked scary and that's how he should look (laughs) yeah exactly exactly i mean especially when he's trying to give nightmares so yeah, exactly. I mean, he's a instead of being a scarecrow for birds, he's literally a scarecrow for Gotham. So he should definitely scare scare people. So I really yeah. liked that take on. I enjoy those games immensely. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna try to do something a little bit scarier because I haven't done that before. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, what um, what got you first started in cosplaying? Um. So I have always been a comic book reader. I started reading comic books when I was eight. um, And I've always been kind of just a nerd and a geek and just been a comic book reader. And in 2009, I heard about this thing called the Superman Celebration. Um, And I was like, oh, wow, this is a whole festival based around Superman. This is the coolest thing I've ever heard of in my entire freaking life. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go. And I started researching it a little bit. And I saw people, like, dressed up. And I was like, this is unreal. Are you freaking kidding me? People dress up at these things? 
and I threw together, like, in a week, I threw together this, um, super, super crappy Supergirl costume, like, with a Supergirl <laughs> shirt and, like, a skirt I bought off of Aeropostale and, like, tube stocks as my boots, and it was just, like, the crappiest costume ever, but I went and had an amazing time, and ever since, I've tried to hit as many um, conventions as I can, and I just try to hone my skill of doing what I can do. That's yeah. fantastic. It's not the super exciting story. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's way cooler than anything I've ever done at a con, so... Well, I mean, yeah. podcasting I mean, is pretty cool. Boom. There you go. Fair yeah. enough. We try sure, Thank you. We should do that sometime. Nick Codpat. Uh, podcasting thing. Do what? That podcasting thing. We should try that sometime. Yeah. yeah I, I think so, maybe. Super case, you just said it's really cool, so it must be. I'm going <laughs> to make t shirts for you guys that say podcasting guys are cool. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm not excellent. gonna lie. Like it, it, it's rough for a podcast when the guest is more energetic than the host of the show. The show. <laughs> I, sorry, I'm at a level of a starfire right now. I should probably bring it down to a raven, maybe. <laughs> hey, no, 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 your no, keep your excitement. Yeah, keep your excitement. Absolutely. Yeah, you do. So you then, uh, your star. So now you said you'd uh, you have uh, what over uh, 50 costumes now that you've uh, created. So with I just debuted Bizarro, Supergirl, and Scarecrow, and they were my fifty third and fifty fourth costume. Okay. All right. I keep a fancy now, um, Excel sheet on my phone. You know, gotta keep it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So with uh, with all these uh, conventions and everything, uh, on average, how many costumes do you wear to these shows? It's just like one, uh, one, a different one every day, or do you switch out during the day? I don't typically now there are um there are costumers who will take like six for a weekend and they'll do two costumes each each day um I don't do that because a it's a it's a lot to travel with um mm-hmm. and b it's hard to like it it's hard to express to a show. I'm going to leave my table for two hours to get unchanged and rechanged when they want me there interacting with the people who are coming to see me. Um, so I take one costume each day and then I take an easy backup costume, um, just in case something wants to go wrong. So say if I'm doing Bizarro Supergirl and Scarecrow and, um, Dawnstar with the big wings, say I'm doing those three characters, Characters, I would also take Ash, which is a very simple costume, just in case something was to go wrong. Um, but typically, I'll do um, three costumes in a weekend. Okay. So, um, do you ever uh, just double back and reuse a costume, or does it seem like every time you go out, it's a brand new one? Oh, I, I try to use many. I After putting all the time into a costume, I'll probably wear that costume... For, like, I mean, I, so Astrid, I debuted at Wizard World Indianapolis last year, so it's been over two, or, so it's been over a year and a half since I've debuted that costume, and I've worn that costume about ten times. Um, so I like to debut new things, definitely if I'm doing it with someone. Um, I do a lot of duo cosplays with Nightmage, who's a very popular male cosplayer. Um, we do a lot of duo cosplays, um, and we try to debut something new at every show we're at together. Um, but that's just kind of a unique circumstance. And so um, I always love to wear the costumes that I've put all the time into. Yeah. 
Yeah, I actually um I fi- uh, I follow night yeah follow night mange. Uh it's a mange mage. I don't want I don't want to say like it's mage. Yep, mage. Mage. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah, I found Night Mage on uh, Facebook, and uh, actually, uh, we have a uh, picture um, on our website. Uh, I believe he was Vision. I'm actually uh, looking up real quick. Oh yeah, we did Vision and Scarlet Witch at C two E two. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, he seemed like a cool guy. Didn't get a lot of time to talk with him, but uh, uh, looking at his costumes, I mean, he looks like he really gets into it too, which is awesome. Um, Colin, Colin says I need to try that myself, but I'm not really <laughs> a. Uh, I don't know if I can ever create my own costume. I don't think I'm that artsy. Plus, um, being a big guy, I am. I really don't know who I could really go as. You know. I I think that that's a such a common misconception about the cosplay community um, is that you have to kind of be like this size zero girl or the super jacked dude when in reality everybody can cosplay anything um the the geek community is so welcoming um that you could really cosplay anything and if you don't know how to make it you can always commission it from people who are actually doing this as a job you know it's nice to kind of be like you know you you tip your waitresses and things like that so if you can't do something there's always someone out there who's like hey i do this for my my living so i can help you out yeah yeah, I can see that. I mean, I just, I, mean, I guess, I guess from my perception, like you always want to try to um, recreate a character that you closely resemble. Like, I can see, like maybe myself, I was to uh, to dress up, I would go as like Hagrid from Harry Potter more so than Squirrel Girl. <laughs> Dude, I, mean, I would love to see own, you Squirrel Girl. You can do your own take on Squirrel Girl and be Squirrel Guy. Yeah. Boom. School. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be so awesome. You should do that, Travis. Yeah, I if, yeah, a big old fluffy one. tail. You could do it. I think he'd make a lovely squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> he would eat um, all the nuts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we had we were talking about squirrels. We have to throw a nut joke in there. Oh, of course, absolutely, oh, absolutely. Me, me and Colin, huge fan of uh, squirrels. Definitely squirrel. Guy. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, we have uh, two outside of the house. It's uh, Atticus and Finch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they just kind of sit there all day. It's perfect. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah Colin's, uh, Colin's actually disappointed because uh, when we went to uh, Indie PopCon, uh, we were only there for the one day on Saturday. We uh, drove down. Um, we live up by Chicago, so we drove down like the, in the morning, and we left that night. And uh, then we found out that uh, you actually uh, dressed as uh, Squirrel Girl for Sunday. Yep, so, yep, for so, Indiana so Comic Con. Yeah, I did. Squirrel, well, I ha- so we did the Pokemon game show um, on Saturday, and I mm-hmm. tried to do um, Ash for that because it's, like, just kind of cool to walk in and see Ash and Misty doing the, the game show. Um, and then I wanted – I always want to wear something um, awesome for the, the – com- the cosplay contest because you know you can't really be judging other people and not look awesome yourself so i switched into mega man which i can't really travel with so it's nice to have it at a local con yeah and yeah, mega man is definitely one of my favorite characters <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> um uh so you say uh local con is in indianapolis being local to you what uh what's the farthest con that uh, you actually went to so far, I've gone to Rocky Mountain Comic Con, which is out in Denver. That's the furthest from me so far. Oh, wow. 
Jeez. Yeah, Ind- Indy's my farthest. Oh, <laughs> really? I've only been to two. I'm just, oh, I'm, just, I'm just now getting into uh, this lifestyle. Like, um, like I feel bad that I've missed all this. Like, I took because I was telling like the whole reason I want to go to C two E two this year is because I wanted to meet cosplayers. I wanted to see the people like dressing up, wearing the costumes and everything, because it seems like so much fun. Fun that I n- never see myself being a part of, but at least enjoying, you know. Um, I mean, because like just, I mean, like from from when we met you at C two E two, and you said you had a Facebook page, and I looked and like. You have so many costumes. Looks like you put like so much time into. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I mean, it's commitment. I mean, like, it's it's an amazing thing, and it was just it was more fun for me to uh, talk with uh, you guys and meet you guys than it was walking around seeing the games and the comics and uh, you know the famous people who are signing you know um, autographs and getting pictures and everything. I had more fun meeting you guys and talking to you guys at that than anything else. And I, I think that's a common thing, too. I think that shows sometimes for, you know, a show owner might forget that. But um, cosplayers are a big reason that, you know, people come out to a show. You want to see the cosplayers. You want to see the co- the cosplay competition. Um, people want to know how to do this. So they attend the, the costuming panels. They, you know, their kids want their picture with their favorite, you know, Disney princess. And so you might, you might bring your kids out on Sunday. It's a lot of those reasons are for us costumers. And we bring um, an entertainment, I'll say, that show, like, it's a free entertainment for a show, basically. Because we're just walking around, having a good time. I mean, at C2E2, I wasn't there as a guest, but I dressed up all three days and um, hung out and had a good time. And it's just part of the fun of the show. Absolutely. Yeah, when we were in the Comic-Con, we saw you had a booth and everything there. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that's a whole different ball game, man. You're, when you have, when you have a booth, it's a whole different ball game because oh, you're yeah. like working and running around and hosting panels and judging yeah. costume contests and you know I'm in costume like when I do a Wizard World show on Saturdays, I'm in costume for about twelve and a half hours. Um, wow. So that's like crazy. Yeah. It's, 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 that'd be a hard thing for me because I sweat wearing a ball cap inside, <laughs> so I can imagine wearing like a costume all day. So, eh, it's I mean, not too bad. Now, if you do something like the Superman celebration, which is outside on Saturday of the Superman celebration, it was ninety six degrees out. So I was in Bizarro Supergirl for exactly forty six minutes. Um, <laughs> when in like at a Wizard World show, I could wear that for probably or Indiana Comic-Con or something like that, I could wear a, a costume for 8 to 12 hours. But there, it's just a little different. I think you kind of get used to it. And we always say that you have to be able to put up with a little bit of uncomfortability with cosplaying to be able to do it properly because, you know, you have to wear boots and heels and contacts and just, ugh. You don't have to, but it's just what we do, what I do. Anyways. Gotcha. Uh, were you gonna say something, Colin? I was just gonna say. I mean, we when we were there, we saw all the cosplayers over there, and I'd imagine having the booth. You do your time is restricted from walking around the convention, but I'd imagine you do have a good free amount of time to do that too, right? Um, 
I mean, I guess as, like, a guest, you can always go do that. Um, I feel, I guess, like, a sense of responsibility when I'm being brought out to a show. So when a show tells me that their show floor hours are 10 to 7 on a Saturday, I'm usually there at my booth every second, every minute, unless I'm doing something for the show. Um... Now, there are, I mean, I'll, I might get to walk around a few hours on Saturday or on Sunday in the evening or something, um, but it just depends on the show and it depends on the atmosphere um, because in reality, when a show brings me on to, like, to be a cosplay guest, they are wanting their fans to want to come and meet me, so they can't really meet me if I'm not where they tell them I'm going to be. Yeah. So that, that, but that's kind of like my sense of responsibility. That's who I am as a cosplayer. There's definitely a lot of cosplayers out there who definitely walk around and try to interact with fans that way. I find a harder time to meet with people and like be available for people if I'm walking around spending a bunch of money. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. So when uh, so when you're at these conventions and you're uh, you're dressed up and you are this, you know, Robin, uh, Mega Man, um, are you are you just kind of focused on just being like I am Super Casey dressed as this character, or are you that character? Like, do you really get like into your character? Um, that's. I mean, technically speaking, that's the difference between costuming and cosplaying. So cosplaying, by definition, is cosplay plus play. So it's where um, a person who is in costume, like, focuses on being that character. Um, So, like, a Disney princess at Disney, they're performing, um, they're being that character. That, That would be cosplaying. I... Go, I, I will tell you that I'm a costumer because I don't have any, I'm very crafty and I do a lot of cool things, but I cannot act to save my life. I could not pretend to be Mega Man, a, like, to save my life in a second. Um, <laughs> I felt like uh, Scarecrow was really fun because I didn't really have to do anything and I was kind of cosplaying because I don't need to talk because, like, the mask is over my face and I got to be creepy and that was kind of fun and different. But if I'm out as Ash or I'm out as, like, Mega Man or Squirrel Girl, I'm just kind of me in a costume. And I, I think that's totally okay. Oh, yeah. I would, I would agree. Yeah. So, do you ever, um, as being, um, I guess, a customer then, uh, and having, like, these skill sets now of creating these costumes, has anyone ever come up to you and asked you to create a costume for them or anything like that, or? All the time. Like, if I don't, if I don't get asked a few times during a show, if I'll, if I could do a commission or make something for them, mm-hmm. um, I, it, it would be a weird show for me. Um, I don't take commissions because creating something by somebody's body measurements is like a whole different skill set. Um, to be able to take somebody's numbers and build a whole costume off of their numbers alone, that's crazy. And people who do that are super talented. I unfortunately cannot do that. (laughs) I do make stuff for my friends. Like if they're here and local and they can come over and like, like sit while I pin stuff on them, but that's about as far as I can go. Well, uh, well, speaking of friends, uh, like, I mean, I'm assuming like maybe like you kind of live in the same area you grew up in. 
Uh, yeah, I live about an hour or so away from where I grew up. Okay, so now uh, with the with like the friends that you grew up with, like, do they get involved in this too, or is this kind of like your own thing? Um, so a little bit of both. Um, like. Obviously, I have high school friends that I've never talked to after high school who follow me on my Facebook, and they think it's the coolest thing ever mm-hmm. because we're from a small town with one light. Um, <laughs> but I also have friends who live closer to me um, who do this as well. Like, I've gotten my sister. My sister cosplays with me. She has her own Instagram. She, um, We do a lot of duo cosplays together. Um uh let's see i have two high school friends who were very nerdy in high school and they've gotten into cosplaying with me um one of them has been cosplaying with me since 2010 um so it is very addicting and it's very like when i when i'm around and i'm having so much fun in this hobby um it's hard not to be like okay I I want to do that too. I want that I want that feeling too. But I feel like that's any hobby. You know, if you're super into Rocket League cuz that's what's on my TV right now. If you're super <laughs> into Rocket League and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I love Rocket League." Your your passion for that is going to come off and somebody's going to be like, "Okay, well I'll go buy that game and try to play it too." Um so my sister cosplays with me. That's the closest to me that cosplays. Okay. When, uh, when you're going to these conventions and everything, I, I'm, I'm assuming that every convention you go to does have some kind of a costume contest and everything uh, mm-hmm. at it. Um, is your main focus uh, at these conventions to do those contests or just to get out there and get your name uh, more, um, you know, get, get out there meeting people, I guess? Oh, so nowadays, I'm going to say it's the second one. It's going to be where I'm more out building my brand. I'm more focused on getting good pictures for my social media. I'm out there um, trying to just broaden my quote unquote career as a cosplayer. Um, in the beginning, though, uh, I competed in so many costume contests. I applied for so many online contests. And that's all because, like, that's I, – I wasn't doing anything else. I was going to these cons, and I was having a good time, and then I would compete. Um, nowadays, when I'm going to the cons, I'm doing other things, maybe for the con itself or for myself. Um or if I'm just going to have a good time, like I did with this past Superman celebration, I just go and I say, no work. I'm literally just going to sit here and eat a tire pizza because that's <laughs> what I'm going to do. Um, but, I mean, as a beginning cosplayer, I mean, you wouldn't take me serious as a veteran cosplayer right now. Like, you would not take me serious if I was judging your contest if I had not won my own awards. Um so since I was competing so much as a younger cosplayer, now I can be taken more seriously as a quote-unquote older cosplayer. Yeah. Which kind of makes sense. Because it shows that you have experience, especially if you won stuff. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, well, I hope uh, so. <laughs> uh, well, what, was, uh, what, was your first, what was your first award that uh, you won? Um, actually, it was at my very first uh, Superman celebration. That crappy, like, 
stupid cosplay or that stupid Supergirl costume I made together, I got on stage and I was so freaking happy about being on stage in that costume of that costume that I made all by myself with hot glue and like tube socks. I won fan favorite that year. So um, I must have done something right when I got up there and they saw my stupid costume. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I won fan favorite. The actual first award, I, like a real award I won was at Derby City Con, and I won first place in the group category with two of my friends as JSA members. JSA? Yep. Justice Society of America. Oh, okay. Boom. <laughs> Rose. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> knowledge drop on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on this like kick of being like, oh, I just said something. Boom, roasted. Yeah. I don't <laughs> well, what you need to do is now when you go to these conventions, carry around like a rubber or a plastic mic. So as soon as you say something, just drop it and walk away. Yeah. They need to oh, have more than one. yeah, that's what I need to do. <laughs> but you got to have more than one because as soon as you drop it, you can't go back and pick it up. <laughs> that's right. I have thought about when I do squirrel girl costumes, taking a bunch of like itty bitty little squirrels and putting them all over my table so it looks like squirrels are attacking my table. Like, so if you come up and you like do something, there's all these squirrels everywhere and it might freak people out, but it will make me laugh a lot. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Or throw peanuts or throw nuts at them, like, ah, take it. <laughs> So um, I'm assuming um, like uh, like anyone else who's like get involved in like a hobby or an activity or anything, they always have somebody kind of look up to or kind of aspire to be. Is there somebody like that uh, when you started out, like a cosplayer that is like more well known that you kind of looked at, like you know I want to be as I want to be someone like them or want to get to their level? Um yeah, I mean I think yeah, like you said, I think that's everybody. Um I. And I still look up to her now. Um, there's a cosplayer called Belle Cher, and it's B-E-L-L-E-C-H-E-R-E, so Belle Cher. Um, and she's incredible. I got to meet her at the Denver con I went to, and she was lived up to everything that I could have imagined. She is a um, not super small petite cosplayer. She's not a boob model, as some people would say. She makes everything handmade. She has the most incredible attention to detail. And she gives no, I guess, I shouldn't curse. Um, she gives no, no coop about anybody. <laughs> um, she really just does not care. She does her thing because that's what she enjoys. She loves the mm-hmm. characters and she builds these costumes and she builds them around her frame, which is gorgeous. She's an incredible person. Um, and she just is wonderful. And I did get to meet her last year and it was everything I could have hoped for more. Wow. Well, that's cool. Um, so, I do have a question, and uh, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. It's totally fine. It's just me being me at this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed that the two conventions I've been at, um, a lot of the cosplayers, especially the female ones, seem to have like their costumes designed for more sex appeal. Yeah. I mean, is that is that I mean, is that true, or am I just kind of like thinking too much into it? 
I'll tell you that as soon as I said boob model and you started your question, I was like, oh, I know exactly where this is going. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Can I Because I always thought like before, before I went to um, the convention and everything, I thought it was really just a lot of girls who just kind of wanted to show themselves off and everything. And now I kind of realized after going to it, it's more than that. But just for like my peace of mind, like, was I definitely wrong? As in, there are people there who aren't just showing the bodies off. It's just how to design their costumes, or is the majority of it just girls kind of flaunting what they have? Um. So I will tell you that I'm gonna try to watch what I say because this is a controversial topic right now. Since um, I don't, I don't know how you how much you guys know about the cosplaying community, but recently Sandy, um, not San Diego, sorry, um, Santa Fe Comic Con, which is a a decent sized comic convention, they've just recently come out saying that they don't appreciate um, cosplayers and how cosplayers come out as like guests and how girls are boob models quote unquote so um i will say that i think that there are a lot of cosplay women out there um who know what they have and they work towards it 100 percent. so we do get a lot of people um like jessica negri and i will not talk bad about her because she at indiana comic-con she was the busiest person in the entire building 100 she worked her ass off um but she knows obviously what she has and she plays to that gimmick. Um, gimmick isn't a bad thing, but she knows that she is a, a blonde-haired, big-boobed, doe-eyed white girl, to be honest. And she plays to that. So she does a lot of costumes with a ton of cleavage. She does a lot of costumes where she's wearing panties. Um, and that kind of is what she does. Um, and I think that that is becoming more regular in the cosplay community. Um and it's a it's a very mixed field of who likes it and who doesn't. Um, I've had cons reach out to me personally who say I want you at my show because you're family friendly. You don't I you know dad and um, little Sally can come to the show and you could talk to both of them and appeal to both of them. Um, and but there's also the shows who specifically bring out those cosplayers who show off nothing but skin. Yeah. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with either of them. If you if you have it, I guess flaunt it. Um, I think that there's just a time and place for it. Um, so yes, yeah. you, that you're correct. You are definitely seeing the trend correctly. Um, I just have to watch what I say about it because it's such a big issue right now. Um, I just mm-hmm. actually did this on my own. I have a cosplay podcast, um, and we just talked about this because it's a bigger trend nowadays than it used to be. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember, like, I remember being at C2E2, and um, it was, like, I think it was, like, right before, like, we were going in, like, I think maybe the first time, because I know we kept going in now for some reason. Um, but it was a girl. No idea what she was dressed like. Had no idea what kind of, like, superhero, whatever she was just was trying to dress as. But she looked like she had, like, nothing on. Mm-hmm. Like, Cal- Colin, do you remember who I'm talking about? Like, vaguely, maybe? Uh, I remember. We're at C2E2? Yeah, the C2E2, like, we're going, I think we're going down the stairs, kind of check out, like, all the air stuff, and she was, like, right in front of us, and I asked you what she was dressed as, and you said you didn't remember, because, like, literally she had, like, nothing on. Yeah, I don't remember. All right. Okay. <laughs> I I remember. <laughs> um, but that's what I was kind of confused about, because, like, I mean, like, C2E2 seemed to have a lot of, like, you know, obviously people, you know, our age as adults, but, like, a lot of kids. And yeah. it didn't seem to me like the way she was dressed seemed appropriate for that kind of um, convention. 
but at the same time, I, like that was my very first convention. I don't know if there's like a dress code where someone says, "Oh, I'm sorry, you're not wearing a proper attire to be here," or not. Unfortunately, there's not. Um, so you do get a lot of people who do. Um, and I think when the costume calls for it, it's fine. Like if you were doing. Um, like, say you were doing Merlin from Seven Deadly Sins, which is a newer anime, or you were doing Psylocke from the Marvel Universe, that's going to be a lot of skin. You know, Psylocke in the comic book wears a thong leotard, so it is up her bum. Um, so if you're wearing that costume, you are accurate, and the the con is not going to say anything to you. But say you're doing Mega Man, and you go in a blue brawl and blue panties, and you have a Mega Man helmet on, now you're just taking it to the, the other extreme. Dream, but guess what? The con is still not going to say anything to you, um, because because cosplaying is so open. I mean, everybody can cosplay and everybody can do whatever they want, so people can take it to both extremes. Yeah, I mean, when we were at C two E two, we saw a guy walking around in nothing but boxers. I mean, literally nothing but boxers. Mm-hmm. And that was just that was a little weird, but no idea. There was a guy in nothing but boxers there. Yeah, remember he that we mentioned because he didn't even have shoes on. <laughs> were they nude boxers? No. Okay, no, I was trying were, to figure out. I, no, I, I really don't remember that. Yeah, I th- I think he had horns maybe. Oh, weird. Okay. Vaguely, yeah, I think vaguely I remember that now. I think that guy just got drunk <laughs> he lost his I, I think i remember that now yeah um so uh casey uh what is your next um show you're gonna be at i so it's, oh let me think hold on a second um the next show that i am participating part of is O comic con which is mm-hmm. in iowa um and i'm a guest for that show it's my first year doing that show um and i can get you dates give me two seconds give me two seconds Ah, ah. i'll take your time Um, so that's july 8th 9th and 10th and that's the next one that i'm officially participating part of um i'll be attending a local show here this weekend in indianapolis but i'm not really participating part of it okay oh is that an indie popcon yeah yeah, me and Colin were supposed to make it out there this weekend. Unfortunately, we cannot. Yeah. Oh, okay. boom. Yeah. Well, I, I really wanted to go because uh, they're. I'm a huge wrestling fan, and they were actually having a professional wrestling at the show. So that was that was my excitement. That, that was going to be my excitement and everything, but work gets in the way of everything, and uh, unfortunately, I got to pay a mortgage. So. Yeah, I mean, it takes a lot of time to go and do those things. Most of the time, you have to take a Friday off, and then you have to travel, and you you get back uh, Sunday night, and you're exhausted, and then you try to take Monday off, and bad news bears. Yeah. So I think the guy that I'm, I was talking about, Justin Boxers, was dressed as Vincent Brooks from Catherine. Okay, I was going to say that, too. So. Are you Googling half-naked men with horns? <laughs> no, I look boxers and horns anime. <laughs> <laughs> That's not better. <laughs> hey, it showed what I needed. Boom. Yeah. See, I originally thought he might have been, if he was in nude boxers, he was doing Titan Aaron from uh, Attack on Titan, which is another anime. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know, I know what character that is, but... Yeah, that's a that's a big growing show now. 
Uh, Which one? Attack on Titan. Oh, yeah. We're about to get the second season, so it is pretty darn popular. The voice actors, the English voice actors for that have done, like, every show. Like, they're booked every single weekend. Yeah. Wow. I believe they're actually making a movie, like a live action. I think that they already released that. Okay, okay. But it's not in English. It's all in Japanese. Yeah. And it was released to, like, select theaters. I could be wrong, but I I, I think I remember seeing that. That sounds right to me. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I know yeah. it's not in English if it was released here. It's not in English yet. Yeah. And I know they're coming up with games now, too, so. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it is pretty darn popular. That is for sure. Um, real quick, I wanted to talk to you about one more thing, and then yeah. we may have to let you go. Okay, um, cool. I saw um, on your uh, Wizard World profile, um, it talks about you uh, do uh, a lot of charitable events and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, can you kind of uh, explain to us like what you do at these events as far as uh, charity? I see there's uh, Superheroes Fighting Cancer, uh, SOSI, and uh, Superhero Reading. Yeah, so um, superhero, so charity work is really important to me. Um, especially, like, I've done Superheroes Fighting Cancer was uh, just a one-time event that we did to raise money for a gentleman who um, his family could not pay for treatments. Um, so we raised all of the money to get him through um, for all of his treatments. Um, same way with the spinal bifida foundation that I've helped. Um, I did that twice last year and it was for a little girl, um, who I met at one of my very first, uh, guest appearances and her family was having a hard time paying for, um, like she, she's in a walker, like she can't, she's not uh, wheelchair bound yet. She's in a walker. Um, and so they needed to add, um, handicap accessible, um, ramps to their house which was astronomically expensive to do um and so what we did was we raised money for that Uh, we also raised money um for under uh, night mage and i have raised uh presents and money for underprivileged families who cannot uh, afford christmas um Charity work is a completely different side of the cosplaying because it's 100% for someone else and you get to use your talents to help someone else. So it's incredible. Um, I've done things for Make-A-Wish. Um, uh, Night Mage and I actually team up a lot because charity events are um, very hard on your soul. They're so rewarding, but they're very, very hard um, because you're seeing someone else who is having a tougher life. Um and so it's nice to have a friend to go out and do these things. And then um, it just, you know, you, it's the biggest reward you can do with a craft like we have. Um, so we actually have several events this year. We're doing um, a special needs camp, um, which is in Michigan. And I should have this information and I don't yet. Um, but we are doing a camp up there as, uh, Casey Jones and April O'Neill from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles this year. Um, he raised money for the Flint, Michigan water issue. And he Mm -hmm. was able to take up like a whole U-Haul of clean water. Um, Wow. We're doing True Dungeon with Crit Confirm at PopCon, which raises money for uh, Make-A-Wish. We do, we're doing, we do all these things, and it's just because we 
we have been given a skill that not everybody in the world has, and we try to give back with that skill. Oh, that that's absolutely. Yeah, we uh, we uh, actually um, were part of a uh, podcast marathon that another uh, podcast was uh, putting on. It was about a twenty-four hour marathon. Every hour, they had a different podcasts come on and do a segment. And we were actually uh, we were lucky enough to be involved in something like that. It was for uh, autism. Oh, that's and, awesome. Uh, yeah, I think we were on at like three in the morning. Uh, <laughs> Something uh, like that. Yeah, truly committed. Uh, but that, I mean, that 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 kind of experience was fun. And I get what you kind of saying. Like, I mean, obviously, um, from my opinion, it seems like your um, <clears throat> hobby, craft, expertise, and what you do is far more advanced than what we do. Because all I got to do is wear a headset and ask other people questions. Um, <laughs> to where you're actually you're actually. Uh, creating uh, all these costumes getting out there and getting involved in everything which is an amazing thing and uh if you um if you ever do get the information which i'm assuming you will but if you get the information for uh that charity event you're talking about and want to send it to us uh we'll put it up on our website and um, yeah, definitely. Accounts and everything kind of help uh promote that for you that would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, honestly, even just sitting on the uh, the you know on a headset talking to people, you're still taking your time to do that, and you're doing that in effort of helping someone else. So I think that's even incredible. I I have seen lots of people doing the podcasting for charity, and it's incredible that you guys have a talent as well of being able to be on air. Not everybody can talk in front like. I know it's not live, but not everybody can talk in front of other people. So you guys do amazing work too. Oh yeah, trust me. I mean, the more the more I drink, the more talkative I get. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was crazy because uh, there was um, and I don't know how much of Indiana you know of, but um, there was um, like this big barn. It was called uh, DC's Country Junction. Um, and I went out there one night, and I don't know what happened, but I just kept drinking and drinking. And then I was outside and talking to, like, one person. Also, one person turned to two, and then four, and then eight, and 12. Eventually, I had this entire circle of, like, following. And um, <laughs> That was when we were with Josh, then, right? Yeah, yeah, when we were <laughs> with our buddies. And um, and as we are sitting there all talking, and people kept listening to me, and I don't remember what I was saying. Like, I wasn't, like, completely drunk. It was just a long time ago. Uh, this girl um, started talking, which... She really shouldn't have because she was saying a lot of stupid things. <laughs> and I asked her, I'm like, I'm like, you, you really need to stop talking or else you have to leave the circle. And she told me, <laughs> she told me that, you know, I can't tell her what to do. So I'm like, get out of the circle. And then everybody else started telling her to get out of the circle. So like for a brief moment, I got why, why Charles Manson did what he did. <laughs> um, but That took a very dark turn. I wasn't expecting <laughs> right there at the end. Just... <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, what, who else could I have picked, you know? Uh, no, no, I can, yeah. But I'm saying, I'm saying like, I'm like, anyways, um, but this is, I mean, I, I enjoy doing this. I mean, I just started doing this because I had, like, nothing else to do. And I thought this would be something that would be fun. Uh, it gives me a chance to talk. Uh, because Joey's my stepbrother, and we don't get to spend a lot of time together, so it gives me a chance to talk with him at least every week. And Colin, who's uh, been my best friend for over 20 years, is something we get to do what, together. What? <laughs> I know, right? Finally, <laughs> um, but enough about me because I talk about me all the time. Uh, That's where... not a lie either. So, <laughs> no, really about myself. I I am awesome. But uh, well, where can... I, mean, I I think you are awesome. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, thank you. <laughs> uh, where can uh, where can our listeners uh, find you or find information about you? 
So they can find me on um, Instagram and Facebook uh, under Super Casey Cosplay, and Casey is spelled K-A-Y-C-E. So Instagram and Facebook is the only two social medias I have, or um, if anybody's listening who is interested in bringing me out to a show, I've got my my Gmail account, Casey.Super at gmail.com. Colin, how do you spell Casey? Uh, how she spelled it. <laughs> you better get that right, Colin. Um, yeah, well, he knows. Yes, oh, he knows. Oh, uh, I made the mistake last week. Yeah, come to find out if you spell your name wrong, something else pops yeah. up. My name? Uh, mm-hmm. If you spell Casey, different. <laughs> so. Yeah, if you spell Casey wrong, uh, something else comes up. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, oh and no! <laughs> I know, right? And it goes back to that boob model thing all over again. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So, if uh, if it's all right with you, we're actually going to close out the show real quick. So, if you kind of just sit tight while we do that, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm good. Perfect. Awesome. So you can kind of see where the magic of uh, our shows, because literally <laughs> the ending of the show. I'm ready. I'm ready for time. this. It better be awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Totally, it, it sounds totally pre-recorded. Um, <clears throat> hey, Joe. Yes. Every Thursday, our fans can catch Geekcast Joe over here at this freaking show. But uh, where can they find uh, you on Saturday? On Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, you can find me over at the Geekcast Live podcast at gcl.ninja. You can also find us on iTunes, Facebook, and Twitter by searching Geekcast Live. See, I know you're thinking, Casey. You're thinking that was pre-recorded, but it wasn't. That was him. Well, radio voice right there. <laughs> Thank you. I know, right? I actually, um, I actually want to try to get him onto another podcast that I listen to a lot. It's called, uh, uh, I can't remember. It's like Scary Stories. Or it's on Podcast One. It's an awesome show. But they're taking applications for people to read horror stories. Oh no, kidding! Uh, so I'm gonna try. Yeah, I'm gonna try to get you on that. I wanted to talk to you about that. You know, instead of right now, but I wanted to talk to you about that. <laughs> um, but, uh, but uh, anyways, uh, yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let, just a reminder: at the end of our uh, show, we're going to uh, promote a Ripley Street song. Uh, so sit tight, listen to that. Uh, you can find them uh, on Facebook at Ripley Street Music. Uh, it's an also local local band. They play the uh, northern Indiana area, the Chicago area, and everything. Uh, you can find us uh, at uh, thisfreakingshow.com. Uh, we have links to our social media sites on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Podbean, Stitcher. You can go to iTunes, listen to all our shows. While you're there, leave us a five-star uh, rating. Give us a review. As always, I am Travesty. I'm Awkward Colin. And I'm Geekcast Joe. Thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out. Sail away. Sometimes you know I just want to sail away. Cause the road seems along. Lord, I'm not strong, gotta find my way And then I see your face